So this week on the show, we are talking about A Quiet Place, Mm -hmm. directed by Mr. John Krasinski, starring John Krasinski and Emily Blunt, as well as some very talented children. Yeah, I had their names here. Millicent, I can't, uh, hang on, Millicent something, who actually is deaf. Yeah. And um, what was the other boy? What was the boy's name? It was... Noah Jupe, that's it. Millicent uh, Simmons, that was her name. So I'll go ahead and tell, you know, this movie came out in 2018, but there's a sequel coming out. So I will go ahead and warn people that this there will be spoilers in this episode. If you there missed it when it came out and you want to see it before the sequel, there will be spoilers here. Um, yep. So this movie... Yeah, please join us on this rewatch, though. If, you, if you've seen oh, it yeah. before, you're excited, you want to talk about it. Yeah, go ahead and Let's download do the podcast and just hang on to it. I do that Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, So this is not Krasinski's first time directing a movie, but it is his first foray into horror. You know, he's uh, obviously most well-known for playing Jim on The Office. So very funny guy. We know he's very funny. Mm -hmm. But now he's like an action star with his Jack Ryan show. He's a a very talented man. He is. He's got a really, he's having a, Sorry, I'm kind of eating dinner here at the same time. He's having a bit of a... <laughs> you know what? It's, everything's <laughs> off the rails. It's fine. He's having a bit of a career renaissance. Not really a career renaissance. Just a sec- good second half, I would say. He's finding a good second half. You know, a lot of actors, when they're on long-running, successful TV shows, have a hard time breaking out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's found a good um, place behind the camera, as well as, um, you know, an, a role on a new streaming show. And he seems to be doing all right. So... Yeah. This movie is a post-apocalyptic film about um, aliens. We really don't know because the movie doesn't give us backstory. It just kind of throws us into the world and we are left with our own devices. But some kind of creature, alien, monster, kaiju, I don't know, has kind of taken over the planet. And the only way to avoid them is to be super quiet because they have very sensitive hearing. Um, so that's how they find you. They hear you. They don't necessarily see you or smell you or anything. It it, it appears to only be, they don't don't really seem to have, um, sight or, or smell. We can assume they have taste (laughs) and we can assume that they can feel things. But other than that, like, yeah, it's a really interesting premise for a film. It is. And, and this movie is about a family of, uh, (laughs) <laughs> again spoiler alert a family of five that very quickly becomes a family of four um trying to survive um yeah i, I totally lost my train of thought for a second so has have you we all seen about, this? you were thinking about what that what that meant didn't weren't you yeah <laughs> becoming a family of four had anyone know. seen had anyone not seen this i hadn't seen it you hadn't seen it. Well, then why don't you start and, and tell us some of your thoughts? You, uh, pe- f- fans of the show will know that David's not a horror guy. No. So you you tend to just avoid these movies uh, by default. So what did you think? Yeah, you know, and I, I feel like the horror tag is kind of, uh, it isn't the best label here because while it is it is scary and it would be a very tense situation, I, I feel like it's just as much a, a creature film or a monster film, however you want to word it. Um, as anything else, it's it's an interesting family film about 
uh, a very difficult time. I thought this movie was great. I, I thought that it was so it was so subtle in, in a lot of its storytelling because it does deprive itself of dialogue. It does deprive. And, and, and so um, there's a lot that you pick up on just through body language and a lot you pick up on just through um, the cues that you can pick up on in the scenery and uh, on the set. So I think it's a really smart movie. I think um, I'm going to say something. I, I think this is one of the best um, creature movies um, since alien, like I, um, really found it to be, you know, and that's, that's one that could be considered a horror movie too, you know, uh, horror, sci-fi, whatever you want to say. Um, it was tense and it was scary, but I also really cared about this family. And, and I feel like they made a smart move because there was, apparently there were times where the opening stuff that you saw them, them in the store and the, the rocket ship and the boy, that was all going to be like peppered in as flashback. But I think opening that way, put you right into the world, put you right into the tone. Uh, it set the stakes very high right away. So you, 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 you're ingratiated into this whole world. You don't even need to have it explained to you what the story is about. Cause I kind of had an idea of what it was about, but man, I was just immediately taken in within the first, I don't know, before the title card, you know, even happens. So um, I thought it was great. Performances were really good. Um, I appreciated that they just, they, they did use subtitles um, throughout the movie. At, at first I wanted, I was making sure that I didn't have subtitles switched on. Yeah. Um, because I was like, if this isn't, if this was meant, if it, it, it anyway, but it, it, it makes, make it helps you fill in a little bit of the gaps. Um, I think that the visual effects are actually really good. Um, I, I watched the behind the scenes where Krasinski talked about not really having experience with visual effects and industrial light and magic came in and, um, they, they did their, they did their work. They were heavily involved from, um, being involved in the actual shoot. So they could say, Hey, here's what we're, we can do here. Here's how you're going to want to shoot that. If that's what you want. Um, Krasinski had a lot of input on the design of the monster, which he seemed to be really, uh, uh fascinated by. So yeah, uh, every, every aspect of this film, I feel like works. It's good. I can see why they greenlit a sequel. Yeah, I agree. What did you think, Andrew? I honestly was very surprised at how much I loved it. Like, and, and I'm right there with David on two things. Number one, I am not a horror guy. I don't, I don't like watching horror movies because mainly it's because of the blood and the guts. It's because of the blood and gore. Like, I feel like, like most horror movies, at least up until like the late uh, 2010s, were re kind of reliant on that. They're, and they were reliant on that, you know, it, it's, it's a horror film. It's going to be rated R. Let's put as much blood as we can in it. This doesn't need that. And it, and it's, the scare factor lies in not knowing. And you like, you don't know the origin and story. You don't know what these things are. You don't know what's happening. You don't know how these things are going to get you. We just know that these things listen to you and that's how they track you. And that's how they know where they are. So they're using a different sense of, it's like a different sense of like uh, perception, but 
the performances are fantastic. Um, for for a horror film, John Krasinski knows what he's doing. I'll I'll, I'll give him that. Like, and and uh, it, it's such a it, it's such a fantastic film. Like for ninety minutes, because that's how long the movie is. For ninety minutes, man, it doesn't let up. It really, and especially in those last forty minutes, like those those last forty minutes could be a movie all into itself. Um, but no, this was just this was an A plus effort. Yeah, I agree. It's a really breezy ninety minutes. It, it doesn't feel, um, it doesn't even feel that long. Um, no. it, it it's kind of over before you know it, and at least I, that's how I felt. And I think that that's. Uh, credit to uh, Krasinski's directing and and his writing um, to get that pacing in there right. Uh, I don't disagree with anything either of you two said. Um, I, I really think that his that that the writing in particular should be um, kind of applauded because there's you know for for a 90 minute movie, there's not a lot of dialogue in it, but the movie always makes sense. Um, yeah. At least the, the, the core story. Sure. You could, people could say, what, well, I don't know where the aliens came from. So that didn't make sense, but that's not what the purpose of the movie was. Mm. The purpose was to show you this family story of how they are surviving and how they have prepared um, to welcome a new child and how they've really just created a world for them to live in. You know, there's really subtle things. Well, subtle in the sense of it's not blatantly pointed out, but it's kind of obvious when you watch it, like they have lined the, uh, walk their like most traveled walkway with, with sand so that, you know, it's very quiet when they walk on it. They've outfitted their home with this like color changing light system mm-hmm. to, um, Warning you know, uh, uh, to warn each other if someone is out um, and, and can see it from a, a while, a, a mile away or something. So it's just written very well. And I think it's it's difficult to tell a, a story that cohesive without much dialogue and in such a short amount of time. I think it was uh, overall a very good movie. <gasps> Whoa. Hey, a quiet place the whole time I was. <laughs> Hi everybody. Howdy, um, Garrett. So now, uh, what did Garrett think of the movie? <laughs> I agree with well, everything. I have your, I have your comments here. I was going to yeah. read them. No, read them. Read, read for me, David. Because <laughs> I, because it's. I mean, I already said it. Yeah, Garrett. See if you agree with what you said earlier. You okay, said okay. a quiet place was the best monster movie since Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Mm. I do. I, I said it that. was the best creature film since Alien. So, yeah. haha, I won up to you in terms Fair. of. In terms of bold statements, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Garrett, I want you to talk about though, because you you mentioned, um, uh, you talked about how you don't know what's going on, and and we talked about that in the past with the Cloverfield movies and with uh, like Cloverfield Ten Cloverfield Lane. I kind of feel like it fits in with that. So, is that? Do you think that's the best way to go? with a with a movie like this? So I think that this movie, and I think I heard it while sitting in the in the chat heard some uh, opinions and and I think that the storytelling has to be so well done 
because you, you're not talking a lot um, and you have to do, but you have to make me care about these people. And what better way than a movie of silence to build that tension and then to take the youngest member of a family away instantly before you even know what the monster is though, you're already tense because everybody's doing so first, first the, the kid scurries by and you think, what is that creepy little thing? And then, <laughs> Oh, that's a human. Cause, cause you don't know. And so it's just like, is this a, a, an evil kid? Like, I don't know what's going on yet. Right. Um, and then it kind of builds and everybody's just being quiet they're so tense as they move the tiniest thing. And, and you still have no idea why, mm-hmm. um, but you feel it because it is just so quiet. I remember sitting in the theater and people were rustling their food and it just echoed throughout the whole. And I remember thinking, I've never felt this in a movie because I've never been in a movie where it's been this quiet. And I think that, also gives you a sense of uncomfortable on top of everything the movie's already giving you. And then, yeah, bang, you all of a sudden hear the one loud noise and your soul drops and you see Krasinski just take off and then gone. And that's how it starts. And then it's just a quiet place. It's like, oh, God, what are we in for? They just killed a child in the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, the up of horror movies, you know, where that first ten minutes gets you. you yeah, um, and but then it just builds from there. You see that again that she's she's pregnant and mm-hmm. and just what are you? Why are you pregnant in this this a post apocalyptic world? That seems like Keep a poor decision, science, y'all. Like, I'll tell you what, right. it's a poor decision. Right. I'll tell you what, I'm the only one who can speak to this. You can, yeah, but. Uh, being a new father and seeing uh, the child as it was born and very upset and looking at what all they needed to do because the whole point is you got to be quiet and you having a baby and you know Mm -hmm. what babies don't do anything you tell them (laughs) so they're famously not quiet when they're born to be and so like they're putting the baby like in, in, in its little like special thing and they're putting like a little oxygen mask on it and stuff I was like, I, I I started to like well up thinking about putting Jackson in in such a contraption. So I was just kind of like, I was like, oh god. Yeah. Well, and I, I would I, never. I'm gonna take lose away. it if something happens to this baby. <clears throat> yeah, I would never take away anybody's like want to have a child, but like maybe in that particular situation, consider the surroundings, and maybe it's not the best idea to bring a child into this particular world right now where we have to be quiet or we die. Like, maybe that's the line. Like, a post-apocalyptic world, like, you can have a baby in a zombie apocalypse. Maybe not when these things operate and kill on sound. It's a a bad idea, but, you know, we talked about this. We talked about 10 Cloverfield Lane, right? The best what-if stories, like, what if you were, uh, what if aliens showed up that wanted to kill you but they can only, but, and they tracked you by sound, right? You have to introduce the worst case scenario into the what if, because that's how you really build the tension of like, well, what if you couldn't make a sound and you had all your stuff together, but you were also pregnant and about to have a baby? Well, and that's why I think this one is, you could have done it a little, you could have done it differently where, I don't know, she was already pregnant. But to get pregnant afterwards seemed like a poor decision. Well, I mean, these people, 
they're going out, they're going out very quietly trying to shop. You know, you don't necessarily pick up everything you need on that trip. <sighs> well, like I do want to say one thing about the detail of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you notice, one of the things I keep, I keep seeing about this is that like, like there, there's a shot of like a vending machine where they're trying to get something out of the vending machine and you see all the chi- like all the chips are there. Like you have to be so quiet that you can't eat chips. And that's hard mm-hmm. because I know that if I ate chips, I would go in the first five minutes because I love my chips. So, <laughs> Oh man. It would just be, we need a, like a little animated short of, of Andrew, like in the quiet place scenario and just everybody's all being quiet and just Andrew in the corner goes, you would die for chips. What? I love my Doritos. <laughs> I will eat my Doritos. Is that the cool ranch? That, if it means, if it means saving other people. I will eat those Doritos. And now nobody was saved. I know where you're coming from, Andrew. I know where you come from. I'd get us all killed for a bag of Funyuns. <laughs> now that's a crunchy chip. These are friends I don't hey, want anymore. Spicy nacho Doritos, gimme. So, no. I will die for Doritos. Oh man, I wouldn't be able to resist not being able to open a can of soda. You'd have to find yeah, unique ways to eat. You guys would have to go eat at the waterfall every day. <laughs> oh, man. I was sitting there wondering, like, man, you know, they should have really taken this knowledge and and established their camp at the waterfall. Yeah, that seems like or a smart thing. constructed their own waterfall-like creation that constantly is emanating noise. But I think they were looking into that, you know, because he had this whole thing about, like, he had these, like, strengths and weaknesses that he was trying to lay out, and he was, like, sound weapon, sound armor. You know, something they could come up with. I will. Th- um, I will say that that's one thing that I just picked at just minorly while I was watching it. Is like if if they are attracted to sound, wouldn't they all just be by the loud sounds, or or do they just realize, okay, this is water. I don't need to deal with this. They're probably not human to realize that. I would think. Yeah. yeah, I think they've probably come to the conclusion like, well, this is a constant source of noise, and I can't discern any other noise here. That's so true. like. If anything is smart enough to live here, congratulations, you know, yeah. I, I can't hear you. It's possible that they do occasionally stop by the waterfall and, like, try to hear new things or stop by the river. But I think mostly they just hang out and they just wait. You know, they why wait. not? Why not at, at least plan? You know, these things can't always be planned. Mm-hmm. But if they had set up a, like, because I can understand why they don't want to live at the waterfall. They can't have a house there. They have a fully constructed house where they're at, and they're probably not capable of building homes. But, be too loud. But why not try to build like a secondary camp at the waterfall? Really, just so that Emily Blunt could have the baby there. That's probably mm. where they should have had the baby, and instead of yeah. super soundproofing a room, right? Like, at least try to be like okay let's try to get you there yeah it would be tough though i mean she'd have they'd have to carry her i mean well, and that's why they would need a camp to, there so that she could yeah. be like okay i'm just gonna stay here for a few days until this baby comes out yeah and then you know of course you know pursuing on that what you know what worst possible worst case scenario thing you know uh, this movie builds uh, krasinski as a director does a great job of building the tension 
I don't want to go into, I won't go into super detail, but the nail, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you just have, you just set yeah. up, it's there, expectation, you know, it's there, you're waiting on it. And I got to be honest, every time somebody went down a flight of stairs, I was thinking, oh God, it's a nail again. Um, and, uh, and then um, the, the, you know, they had this, this safe room and it was perfect. <laughs> they had this quiet place uh, and worst possible thing happens, uh, you know, it, it gets flooded and it's like, oh, well, I, I, I always said that I thought was, oh, that was a lot of work. Oh, that was like a year of work. Yeah. And for, for, for like, for like four hours. Yeah. It, it gets <laughs> of, flooded of, of safety when the baby is born. Yes. So this baby is just floating in this horrible soundproof box contraption. <laughs> David, you said this is the first time you'd seen it, right? Yes. This was. And Andrew, was this the first time you'd seen it? No. Okay. So I was on, I was in a constant anxiety attack knowing what was going to happen. But I think this, the interesting part of this movie is I think a lot of people went and saw it. A lot of people were blown away by it. And then a lot of people never saw it again. And so even though I know what was coming through this whole thing, I didn't remember like when or what exactly. And so even through all of that, I was still just a ball of tension and I just am not excited about how they can one up it in this one because i know based on the the trailers i'm already gonna feel anxious but i'm already prepared mentally to to go in thinking oh my god i just need like a support pillow to hide behind to just (laughs) get rid of the anxiety not because it's like the regular fear it's more of that just slow under your skin i have no idea anything can happen because again, a sound is, and I think that really makes a big difference is a sound and then it's over. Yep. And that's, that's terrifying because the sound can happen from anywhere at any point in time. You don't have to see it for it to happen. No. Oh, you're muted, David. Uh, I was, sorry, no, I was saying these things are fast, man. I mean, it, it's like one sound and they're, they're there. So yeah. yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see how the second one goes because of the way this one ends. And I won't go so far as to completely spoil the ending of this one, but it'll be interesting to see how this one how this how the sequel will go based on what they learn by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I'm interested. You know, the trailer looks cool. The trailer looks like it's gonna show us a little bit more before. Uh, you know, this movie starts 89 days into the event uh, before jumping to I think like mid like a year later and then um a few days a few months after that so um i really i, li- I liked that aspect of it that you're starting sort of in the middle of it mm-hmm. um and it'll be interesting to see what it was what what uh what day one was you know it will be i'm i'm i kind of hope i still don't want i don't think i want um a detailed answer on what these things are i i'm very interested in seeing kind of first contact i guess i'll call it Mm -hmm. uh, how that goes but i don't i still don't feel like i need to know everything about them right but what's what was fascinating to me is i i did like those time markers because 89 days into the event is really just um you know that's that's right about three months Mm -hmm. and everything's overrun um it's it's amazing how quickly it appears that society falls yeah because of these creatures and so it'll be really interesting um, t- 
to see what we find out about that. I don't think I caught this if it was mentioned. Was it ever mentioned what's, what area of the country they're in? I don't think so. I, I know it was shot. And well, the people that kind of had the spec script were from Iowa. So they were kind of like cornfieldy in setting. So maybe somewhere, mm-hmm. just somewhere cornfields. in the Midwest. I think that's kind of the generality of it that they, I, I, and I think that goes back to the origin of the monsters and the concern. If you, I mean, the closest thing I can compare this to again is Cloverfield and look what happened to Cloverfield paradox, where they tried to, to give you that origin story and it was the least well-received of all of them. Um, I, I kind of feel like you, this, I think for something like this, this, I agree that it would be certainly better, but I think that you just give me enough. Like, I don't, I just, let me see them come in. Yeah. First contact chaos, craziness. Let me yeah, live in that world because that's can, what I want from this. I want to feel like I'm there. You can still have a lot of that mystery and a lot of that mystique about these creatures. Um, because, all we need is chaos, like you know, it, it, and 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 everybody kind of, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see the clock, the the wheels tick for people as they figure out like, oh, these things aren't just attacking randomly; they're attacking the loudest thing they can find, you know. So that it would be interesting. Mm. I, I'm really looking forward to a quiet place too. Since, More so now that, that I've seen this. Uh, since yeah. you all mentioned Cloverfield, one of the things I keep hearing about. One of the things I saw a little bit on the internet is that there's this wild fan theory that this movie, A Quiet Place, ties into Cloverfield. Yeah, yeah, that and, theory has existed. And, yeah. and, and I don't know how you all feel about that. It doesn't. I think, I, I'm not a big fan of it. I can kind of see what they're talking about, but yeah. I personally don't. I personally don't agree with it. I think we know now that it's not. I think that was addressed at some point. But prior to A Quiet Place coming out, there was a lot of speculation because that's kind of how the the Cloverfield franchise was being run at the time. Mm -hmm. And so there was speculation that it was a secret Cloverfield movie and you would find out um, when it came out, Um, you know, kind of like. I want to say that Cloverfield, 10 Cloverfield Lane was announced like 10 days before it came out or something ridiculous. So there was, there was suspense around those releases. So, and the plot of A Quiet Place was relatively kept under wraps, but we knew enough to, to be like, hmm, it could be. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it ended up not being just because I like having this extra universe. But yeah, it, it, it was a fun theory. David, you're muted again. I agree. I prefer to stay out, but if it had been, I wouldn't have been disappointed necessarily. I mean, yeah. I, if you if you really look at it too, the creatures aren't wholly unlike the weird creatures we see at the end of Ten Cloverfield Lane, mm-hmm. which you could argue is a very similar scenario of these people out in the middle of nowhere. The you know John Goodman's character survives by being deep underground where the sound might not be as big of a thing. We even see signs that say your or newspapers that say get underground. Um, you know, what are these things? Um, so like, I, I understand that there's an element of like, oh, it could be. And it is, there's this idea that, you know, after the Cloverfield monster came, all these different alien creatures started spawning around. But I, I think it, it they've already debunked it. So as fun as, as fun as an idea as it is, let's just let it be its own thing and uh, enjoy it. Yeah. All right. yeah. Have we talked about uh, Millicent Simmons? And her uh, performance. Did, did. We mentioned her a little bit, but we could talk more about 
I uh, just performance, which is good. watched some of the special features and I had heard uh, Krasinski talk about this before is that it was really important to him to cast an actress who is deaf in that role. And so some of the interesting things that they did um, to kind of show how she acted and interacted and, and took notes, you know, they were like, you know, she'd have to look at her interpreter, but would look at the director, just kind of glance in order to get the tone from seeing how uh, he was visually speaking, but like look at the interpreter to get the translation. So it was just a really in interesting look at how important, you know, that representation was, which is really nice to see um, that that was incorporated into something like this. You know, um, the, the brother had to learn sign language and they, picked it up and became really good friends. And, and just a lot of people really took time to, to put as much detail into that. And I thought that was a nice, you know, little tidbit to go into this type of movie. It adds real authenticity to a character like that. When you cast someone who lives that disability, who has that problem. Um, and so like, I, I hope that something like that encourages more directors to take that chance of casting, you know, somebody who's actually suffers from this as opposed to casting a name, a name actor and, you know, handicapping them, mm -hmm. uh, for the film. Yeah. Well, let's uh, get into the box office stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. Yeah. I'll run through this real quick. Um, so a quiet place Two. this debuted back in April, uh, excuse me, September. Yeah. No, April of 2018, uh, the weekend, of April 6th. And it finished number one. I don't have uh, uh, numbers for this, but it's pretty good as far as a you know wide release film goes for a director. For a director, uh, debuted to fifty million dollars in that number one spot, knocking off Ready Player One, um, which was in its second week. It brought in twenty four million. Uh, Blockers, starring John Cena, brought in twenty million. Great movie. At number thirty. Why do you like? You actually like that movie, Josh? No, I gen I genuinely think Blockers is hilarious. There you go. Um, in number four, in its eighth week, you had Black Panther, which brought in eight point seven. And at number five, I don't remember this movie. Uh, it's a movie called Acrimony, hmm. uh, which was in its second week, brought in eight point three million dollars. Uh, Quiet Place would go on to make $188 million in the United States, $152 million overseas for a pretty even split, giving it a worldwide total of $340 million worldwide. Uh, at the uh, end of the year, Quiet Place would actually finish in the number, uh, let's see here, number 16 spot domestically, right behind Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Number one for that year was Black Panther at $700 million, which is a huge. Uh, and, and Avengers Infinity War with $678 million. Uh, mm -hmm. The Incredibles 2, which brought in $608 million. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, which brought in $417 million. And Aquaman at the number five spot, $335. Big wow. year for your superheroes. Yeah. Um, and, you know, um, uh, A Quiet Place 2... Um, if I'm looking at this correctly, which I like to think I am, is the highest grossing movie that year that's not based on something else. I think mm -hmm. I remember that. That's good. Um, which, you know, and it's got Crazy Rich Asians, which I think is based on a book right behind it. Um, the highest grossing non-sequel of any kind is Bohemian Rhapsody that year. Mm -hmm. um, and then I was going to say A Star is Born, but that was a remake. So, Right, right, right. 
Um, and then that's uh, well, the world. The numbers don't change too much worldwide. Um, a quiet place finishing the number thirty-two spot worldwide um, in a very big year that saw uh, Infinity War break all types of records. So mm-hmm. that's it for the box office stats this week. I'll throw it to the letterbox game, which um, I don't remember who's running. Oh no, I don't either. I was hoping you were keeping your records. I do. I have my record. Let me open it. I think um, part of me feels like it's me. Uh, it's Garrett's turn. Okay. You know, well, I then, had a feeling too. Uh, yeah, after I, I didn't, yeah. Well, I've got it pulled up, so. Oh, perfect. Yeah, who wants to go? I will say it's a 3.7. 3.7 for David. Who next? Go ahead, Andrew. Go ahead, Josh. Oh, you want to play this game? Yes, I am. You want to play this game? Just watch it play. I think Andrew is losing, so I feel like third place might be better to go because you get an option, but then somebody gets it exactly right. I'm going to go a couple couple notches lower and say 3.5. 3.5 for Josh. Andrew has the pick of the litter now. So, David, what did you have? 3.7. Yeah. I'm going to go 3.8. 3.8. And for the record, I picked 3.6 before I <laughs> knew I was going to be here. So we all picked right after one another. How about that? Well, so somebody did get it exactly correct. Um, with uh, this movie has uh, just over a thousand fans, people that put it in there. Ooh, in their top uh, four? Top, top four. Yep. Oh, yeah. Um, 400,000 plus reviews with an average of 3.7, which means David takes it down. Big win for me this week. I'm the letterbox King, as you all know, (laughs) uh, you know, follow me. If you're watching this, follow me on letterbox. Uh, you won't be, you won't regret it. Yeah, um, only until they get those hats back in stock and it's over for you. Cause I'm going to buy one. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, <laughs> One of my favorite reviews right here it goes back to what we were talking about. And it just says, maybe go live by the Hoover Dam or something. Jeez. Oh, yes. <laughs> Great idea. Man, what a trip that would be, though. How are you going to get there? You got to walk there. You That's true. I don't know. Yeah. They don't even wear no shoes or nothing, Jesus. They just walking around. <laughs> walking around. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, look, shoes aren't that loud. Like, it's, you know, like, take the, take, you know, just, just be quiet. Okay. So <laughs> that brings me up to three letterbox wins on the year. Uh, uh, Josh and Andrew are tied at two, and Garrett's in the lead with four. Oh, wow. I thought you were going to say it was last. <laughs> what is no. happening? What is happening? I saved it. Garrett's winning the letterbox game. So, you know, it's been a weird 2021. It's rigged. Uh, <laughs> Um. Uh. So I'm not sure what our next film will be. I think a Quiet Place too, probably. Yeah. You'll you'll find out if you subscribe to the show in mm-hmm. your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcast, Spotify, um, and whatever other more obscure one you might use after those. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, our YouTube channel. If you're if you're watching, if you've discovered us through YouTube's um, recommended video feature, you should subscribe. Especially if you made it this far, you clearly mm-hmm. liked it. You wouldn't watch all this if you didn't. That would be really weird. Yeah. If you did and you don't like it, don't subscribe. Because I well, yeah, tell I us why though. Tell us why in the yeah, comments. Tell us why. We have to know what we did so bad. Yeah, yeah. What did we do that made you watch? Is it Garrett showing up a third of the way through? Yeah. Did that freak you out? I could get that. Anyway. I'm I'm to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. 
subscribe on YouTube and in your favorite podcast. <laughs> app. Um, and that is the best place for you to find out what our next episode will be uh, when we drop it on Mondays. And then, of course, social media, everybody's uh-huh. favorite um, activity these days. Uh-huh. Instagram is the best place to go. And then we're also on uh, Facebook, Letterboxd, and Twitter. And TikTok. And TikTok. And we're, we're killing know. it on TikTok lately. We are killing it. We're killing it on the TikToks Re- and the Reels. Regular content. You can find it on TikTok. Yes, regular content. Um, at so many sequels or at so many sequels pod. Uh, depending on the platform of your choice. So go find us there. We'll be back next time with another. Um, uh oh, Andrew's raised his hand. What do you have? We didn't rate it ourselves. Mother F. Five stars. <laughs> no question. Well, we I don't know why I always forget that part. And Andrew remembers it. that part. Uh, five stars yeah. right here. I will five give it from Andrew. Yeah, it's a full five stars from me. Like, this well, was, this was ideal. Won't... I won't be the combo breaker. I'm not even going to think about it. I'll just say five stars. Five I stars hadn't thought about it at all. <laughs> but as There's far no as to think about it, as far as post-apocalyptic horror movies with monsters, I, I don't have any notes. It's pretty dang good. If the only quip I have is go live by the water, yeah. you did a good job. Well, yeah, that's the thing. The only thing I feel like you can really um, uh, critique is their lifestyle. Is this <laughs> questioning the their decision fault. making? Right. But it's a it's a horror movie. <laughs> that's so what you're that's supposed all to you do anyway. Yes, if you're not yelling horror movie. If you're not yelling at the characters, the movie did, went wrong somewhere. You're supposed yeah, to be you're invested. So Sorry. go watch a quiet place um if you haven't seen it yet. Sorry for spoiling it. Uh but watch it again and then go check out the movie when it comes out. I don't want to I won't say details because I'll probably get them wrong, but I know that this movie is coming out in theaters and then it will be on Paramount Plus shortly after, but I don't remember the window. But those are your options. We'll be back next cool. time. Yep. All right. Bye. Out. <laughs>